Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Sawdust Talk. We've got a really cool guest for you guys tonight. Uh, we are going to get everybody in and see what happens. Let's see if I can break this on the first try. I've never actually run a live before. Let's see. I just invited Kamani and I invited John, my man. Yo, what's going on? Not a lot. How you doing today? I uh, can't, can't complain um, other than uh, my uh, little stand that I typically use is uh, is not charged, but that's my fault. So Ridiculous. You got to be ready for stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, I was just watching your uh, your story right before this. What's uh, up, uh, man? Oh. What's up? Yeah, I, I have no idea if that rabbit is still in here or not. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I hope it's gone, but it's been in here for a couple hours today. <laughs> and it's make, making its way, like, all the way around the shop because I keep finding, like, just rabbit turds everywhere. Yeah. Hey. I saw story. I was trying to figure out why Hello. you didn't garage your door crack so it could like sneak back out. I did, no. but the problem was like it got to the front corner, and I have like a wood pile there, and so it's it's a death maze, and it really liked just running back under the you know five hundred to a thousand pounds of wood that I have. So uh, I think it's gone. The other risk is leaving it open, and suddenly I have. Uh, more rabbits, not less rabbits. So I have a suggestion, and it just came to me: is put some flour on the ground, and just kind of see if there's a path in the direction of their feet. Yeah, hmm. that could work. I mean, I've got sawdust everywhere, so. Am I? So all right. Is what frozen? Oh, somebody's frozen. Oh. Hmm. Everybody's moving for me. Yep, I'm good. All right. Yeah, I've okay. got a. Uh, well, let's get. Me, 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 and you up here up top, Brayden, for me is good, and then everybody else is glitchy. I bet it's. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, Paul said all of us are lagging. Nobody asked Paul anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's get started. Um, we've got John from um, Character Red Workshop here today. Uh, he is an okay guy that uh, that knows all about social media and does woodworking, and I'm sure has some other. Are interesting, uh, some interesting things to say about himself. So, why don't we, uh, why don't we start off there, John? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? Um. Okay. All right. It, it'd probably be quick. Um. So, uh, I'm an active duty marine. I've been an active duty marine for 15 years. Um. 
I started doing woodworking very late. Uh, I think I was 27 or 28. I'm 34 now. Um, I, I built a pantry for the first house that I bought. That was my first woodworking project ever. And um, it really just uh, it snowballed from there. Um, that pantry project was like really um, I'd been praying to, you know, about finding something that brought, you know, would bring me joy and woodworking happened to be it. And then I use a lot of the skills that I got on recruiting duty to um, use social media and, and uh, promote my business. So, um, and pretty much every, every platform I'm on, I can't say that I'm active, but every platform I'm on, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Is that good? Seems good to me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry, I totally forgot. I don't think any of us introduced ourselves because I guess I just totally forgot how to do all this. Um, I'm Braden with Little Bug Woodworking. I work with a little bit of CNC. I kind of make it all up as I go and hope that there's wood involved. So I'll kick it over to Kimani, who's down here for me. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I'm Kimani with Van Street Designs. I do pretty much a little bit of everything as well, CNC, epoxy, uh, cutting boards. So I kind of I kind of bounce around to whatever suits my fancy that week. So uh, yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll kick it over to Katrina. Um, Katrina from uh, Upper North Washington State. I pretty much work in laser, CNC, paint, and any odds and ends that people want me to do. And I'm starting to dabble into cutting boards. Yeah. Well, all right. So, uh, John, I, I guess I want to start. How did, how did the name Character Red come to be? Like, how'd you get started with that? I don't think you've ever mentioned it to me. Uh, so me and a buddy decided that we were going to, uh, actually I decided, I just brought up, I brought all the stuff over to do this project that I wanted to do. Uh, but me and him did an American flag together. That was like my second project after the pantry and, um, started thinking like, okay, this could be a business. If we could figure out this American flag thing, but we were painting the flag and, we happened to be drinking a lot, and I knocked over trying to grab my beer, all this red paint. And it was like, you know, all the sawdust was, was on the workbench and stuff like that. So, you know, me being cheap and drunk, I was trying to scrape all of it back into the container. <laughs> and my friends, they're like, dude, just let it go. This This is... You know, it's it's crap paint. I went on this huge rant just to make them laugh about it's character red paint. And we're going to upcharge for this specialized paint and all this stuff. <laughs> and then we're, we're trying to, you know, come up with names and and everybody won't let it go. They won't let character red go. I wasn't a fan. I'm, I wasn't a fan of character red workshop. Um, but um, they they kept on insisting every name I would throw out there. They were like, what about character red? And I'm like, I, I mean, I guess so. It's got a, it's got a story behind it and, and stuff like that. Plus, um, 
you know. I mean, it's a history. It gives you, it's who you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there ain't no change in it now, I don't think. No. Unless you just go by John. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the meta, the meta verified thing, that, that kind of makes you, makes you have to, you know, change your name and do your, do your whole profiles, you know, where it's this mug instead of my logo or something like that. So, um, it's kind of halfway there now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotta, gotta do what feels right. So, uh, John, I, uh, some, you know, people who are new here who don't know you, uh, you spent a lot, part of your Marine duty, you spent a lot of time in Japan. So, uh, how long were you there and, uh, what kind of, I guess, skills in relation to woodworking or, or progress in your woodworking journey did you make while you were there? Um, so I spent three years over in Japan, over in Okinawa. Um, uh, I had a little, well, it was a two Japanese car garage. Um, but, um, we parked a car in there half the time. So I had a, a one car Japanese garage that I, that I built my shop out in. And, and a lot of, a lot of the skills from woodworking, um, or that I have for woodworking was learned over there. That's where I built my first workbench, which is still back here behind me. That's the, my workbench and my outfeed table. That's Japanese plywood. Um, it's where I dabbled in French cleats and uh, really fell in love with them, even though the movers broke all my French cleat tool holders on the way back. Um, and um, I started dabbling in epoxy. I did uh, uh, my first pieces of like metal and wood and epoxy. And um, the the good thing about being out there was um, you get paid for like a, a cost of living allowance. So I could use that and really, you know, you know buy some you know, materials and stuff like that, little extra stuff. So I could, I could learn whatever skills that I wanted to do. Um, but mostly was, uh, what was the epoxy because it was always so warm over there. It was a tropical Island. So I could always pour epoxy, you know, outdoors inside. It didn't really matter. Um, so it was just kind of the perfect conditions. And then I continued epoxy after that so cool cool um social media too i learned how to use social media over there really um because i started out very like backwards i decided that i was going to create a youtube and was not getting any traction at all and then i shifted and went to instagram and started really using Instagram is like a test bed for videos and stuff like that before shorts and all that stuff was was out. But um, yeah, Instagram was really like where I learned how to do like a lot of my, you know, fancy edits and, and stuff like that. Uh, my first YouTube video was just like 13 minutes of me saying, um, I think I'm going to try this kind of thing. Um, yeah. I I have a question. So I saw that you just um, got the Shaper um, 
what's it called? The Shaper Origin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you like it so far? Uh, I love it. I actually, I bought the Shaper and the plate. Um, and immediately once I tried it for the first time, I purchased the workstation. The workstation is over here to the to the left of me in the box. I'm planning on doing like a um, unboxing and everything like that. Um, I've got quite a few of those videos. I'm going to do a review of the MG36 because that was the last YouTube video that I put out. But the shaper is just, um, it's amazing, but that is one tool that I, I haven't ran across too many tools that's really flustered me. The shaper was one of them not because it's really that hard because it's really like three simple steps but um when you turn a tool on and ask for your wi-fi password right off the right off the get it just it intimidated me and i watched like a week and a half of videos um and i was on clubhouse with i think a few of you when i was you know pulling it out of the box but did you ask um, sean yeah, I asked him. I asked him a couple of a uh, couple of questions, mainly like how to turn it off because it it doesn't have an off button, um, which is crazy. Three thousand dollar tool doesn't have an off button. You just unplug it. Um, but I asked Sean, and he was like, "Yeah, man, you just unplug it. It's it's really that simple." Um, but yeah, I, I just watched like a week, week and a half videos. Like after turning it on and doing the initial setup, I was like. I really don't want to mess this thing up. Um, but it's it's been it's been rocking and rolling. I haven't been in the shop that much, but I, I've done probably like three or four projects with it, and it's it's I mean it's really fun. I think I'm gonna it, it, see if they have a booth at the AWF next month when I go and try. Yeah, it's, for me it takes. Um, so I do a lot of computer work for for the Marine Corps. So um, for me, the shaper was because like when I had a Shapoko, I, I took a, you know, hobby where I could go out in the garage and get my hands dirty and stuff like that. And then I felt with the Shapoko and CNC work, I just ended up back on the computer. So I was spending however many hours at work on the computer and then I was going home and designing all these flags and doing all this stuff on the computer and then watching a the machine cut it. Um, the shaper is kind of a way to where like I can design stuff on my iPhone or, or my iPad and just throw it over, cut it real quick and add the projects. Is, mm -hmm. That's what I intend to use it on. So that way it cuts down on a lot of that computer work. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Can't wait to try it. Yeah, it, it's a blast. Um, it's it's definitely a, it's definitely an expensive tool, but um, you know it, it's really convenient because like I'm when I'm creating my new shop, which I'm gonna have a new shop here probably within the next year, year and a half. I want to do like this tool cabinet that I have over to the side of me. Like I want to do um, custom stuff with the shaper and then also hand tools um too but my plan is never really to use the shaper just making a bunch of shaper projects it's always to you know combine it with other things that i want to learn 
yeah, makes sense. So what is kind of the plan? I know you've been talking about the shop, you know, your shop plans on, on your lives. What, what are your, what's your dream shop that you're kind of working towards? Um, so I'm looking at land in, uh, in East Tennessee, Kentucky area. I'm from Kentucky and, uh, um, I'm looking at, at a barn dominium. I, I think that's kind of what I've settled on. That's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. For me, me like the the math is just kind of added up because the way the real estate market is you're gonna you're gonna pay 200 to 250 thousand dollars regardless for a house so um i think you know like if i if i just purchased some land for twenty thousand dollars then i've got you know two hundred thirty thousand dollars to spend on a barn dominium and and most of that will be um you know and a shop yeah that's it's going to be a multi-use um itty bitty living space maybe i don't know um but i feel like you know with that much money because you uh, you really can't get any good like three bedroom house for less than two hundred thousand dollars it's just not happening so um gone yeah the 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 money math is adding up just to where it's like maybe just a barn dominium is the route to go, especially for me. I mean, it's just me. So mm -hmm. uh, that's um, pretty cool though. I mean, you fix it up the way you want it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, and the guys was even talking about, um, they got one dude that's living in a camper like they got his garage done and he's got a camper in the garage and he's like outfitting his garage while they work on the house. And, um, and I was like, yeah, that's, that, that's a possible thing. Jesus. My email is like going haywire right now. Um, it's, pro it's probably everybody in the comments also emailing you directly. I've never seen a live where, uh, so many, people were fighting over uh the affections of the guests you, you have quite the fan club <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a lot of our stoop peeps too yeah yeah I, I can uh i can barely uh barely see the see the comments it was like it was like really little i can see like one at a time i see joey's um festool festool comment to dylan um yeah i am too country for atlanta that that's definitely that's definitely for real right there i mean the city but once you get out of the city it's all the same <laughs> yeah i i feel like that's how it is everywhere except for kentucky there's literally like lexington louisville and then nothing where there's, what part of kentucky did you live um or Aaron? you know you, you know where cumberland area. gap is we're dead where Daniel Boone crossed into Kentucky I think Laney was telling me about that yeah so it's like the gateway to the west um it's a little town well I could say Middlesbrough Kentucky but you you probably wouldn't Is that you probably Ashland? don't know no so Ashland's probably about three hours from me oh okay I'm about three or four hours from Lexington but I'm like right on that tip where kentucky tennessee and virginia meet oh okay oh so you're on you're on this yeah yeah 
yeah, like I'm, I'm literally, I'm like 40 minutes from going through the tunnel that goes into Tennessee. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. yeah. My mother, my mother-in-law lives in, at the, was it Paducah? Oh, yeah. 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 So, I've been out to been, Paducah a couple times to hunt. So, yeah, she's all the way out there. But I think we've convinced her to potentially move over to, uh, well, I'm in Florida right now, but convinced her to move over to the West Coast, so. I I really want to travel and, and see the West Coast. I don't, I don't think I would want to move there, but I think the camper idea is a good idea to go and, and make make a loop, you know, make uh, like a victory retirement lap or around the country or something. That's the content right there, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I make her tour? Yeah. Um, I got to see. I got to see if it, uh, if it shakes out. Take your take your shaper and just CNC on the road. Just yeah. do content on like at like truck stop bathrooms. God <laughs> <laughs> with take take my shaper and a and a, a generator and be like on um, the Hoover Dam. <laughs> the, yeah, the the bathroom my name is. is. Yeah, the the, ba- the bathroom the bathroom door lock doesn't lock at this truck stop, so I'm gonna CNC out a real quick lock. Yeah, Sharpie <laughs> graffiti in the stall is out. It's all shaper graffiti now. Yeah, yeah. putting some uh, putting some hardware that way I can put some hinges in a door. So they can open it up and be like, "Character Red was here." <laughs> For a good like, time. Gotta put a sticker. Gotta have your um, logo. Yeah, that's all it is. Is a sticker. It's, it's like two ego. two doors. It's like Duresta will spray paint his name when they go on road trips on the ground. Yeah, you can. You can just shaper it into walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I've been looking through uh, your Instagram and a lot of your, you have a lot of like production value that you put into your posts and your content that I don't see with a lot of other people. How did you get into that sort of stuff or like, how do you do it? Uh, um, I've always been big into music and when when they started allowing us to add music into reels i was yeah, i was like man because like i never get in my truck or anything without music on um so i think it's super cool you know like when you can take like most of my stuff revolves around like beats in a song or something like that um i do i do a lot of stuff with like hip-hop um and I don't know, that's kind of like where most of my inspiration comes from. But when I first started out, I was terrible at video. And then I was looking at like, okay, you're making something beautiful with your hands. Why don't you also focus on making something beautiful out of the video that you're grabbing? Because you can, you can make it more than just throwing some crap together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of, I don't do it all the time, but that's kind of how I look at it. It's like, if I, if I capture like an overhead or something like that, like, you know, pull it back, do, just do a couple of little extra things because I feel like those posts, people look at them more. Um, and I 
think that's really what's helped my account a lot is people don't know what they're going to get whenever I post. Um, so sometimes it's going to be something about a tool or something like that. But um, most of the time, people could probably sense like how I'm feeling or how I'm doing by whatever my post is, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it, it'll reflect in the music that I'm listening to or something right. like that. I hear that. I'm all about music. Yeah. 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 That's, so what, that's really a lot of it. It's just music based. Yep. So what, I mean, if you're listening to music all the time, what's, what's the go-to song? Uh, go-to song. Um, I, I like a lot of NF. I listen to NF a lot. I, I listen to a lot of stuff that, that motivates me. Um, you know, obviously Eminem, but I don't know if I got a go-to song. I don't even know if I got a go-to genre. Um, the only genre that I don't listen to is bluegrass. So um, I know it's surprising. The, the, guy, the, the Kentucky, Kentucky guy. Doesn't, doesn't want the banjo. That's a, it's, there's the twist of the whole episode. I feel like it's synonymous with, you know, people, you know, thinking that, you know, we're, you know, in relationships with our cousins and stuff like that. So I I just can't do the banjo, the banjo stuff. Yeah. My wife will stop what she's doing if she hears a song that has a steel guitar in it. She was, I don't, something in her little country soul. She's just like, stop, it's a steel guitar. that's funny yeah yeah i mean that's that's really the only genre that i don't listen to um my playlist is always on shuffle and it's always like classical and and then there'll be like dr dre and and then it'll go to avenge sevenfold um yeah i mean if you scroll back through my posts you'll you'll see that i mean there's you know heavy metal all the way through um high school playlist yeah uh, um there's actually michael prince is a violinist that's uh that's on instagram i've used a ton of his stuff but he does like classical music um but he he also does um trap symphony um <sighs> and and creates them into hip-hop um classical songs and I've used I've used his stuff probably probably like twenty times. I'm gonna go, go check that out because uh, there's another guy who does the same something similar with the xylophone uh, and uh, xylophone and drum beats. Uh, but he he's been doing like um, like trap style music or whatever like remixes or remix versions of songs through the xylophone and like just a one cymbal and a, and a snare drum. So. Um, I got a couple of his. I got a couple of his bookmark for my next series of uh, reels when it when it when it syncs up. Yeah, he he does. Um, the guy that I'm talking about does all his stuff with with just a violin. And I think he's he's got another guy that he's going to start using that's um that's got another instrument, and they're going to start doing some stuff together. Um, but, but I just thought it was unique, and um and. I mean, really, it helps another creator that's on Instagram that's not in the woodworking community, but allows me to do stuff because there's a lot of times I listen to his posts and I'll be like, okay, I, 
I could see doing this with, you know, some like slow motion or something like that. Um, but a majority, majority of all my like um, posts is like I listen to a song and I'm already visualizing what I've recorded. Um, and a majority of the time, I don't even know that that's what it's going to be until I hear like, until I'm listening to the song and I'm like, dang. I got the perfect clip for that. Yeah. I hate that um, when I hear a song and I'm like, oh, that would be a cool reel. And then like the next day I'm like, I can't remember what it was. I write it down. I, I keep a planner and I write down ideas and I write down music. And that's, that's cool. pretty much all, all that I write down because I'm, I'm like you, like I'll forget it. And then it drives me crazy because I'll see, I'll, I'll be like on the, that <laughs> i have notes open in my iphone and i'll if i remember instead of writing it down i'll do a voice message part of my notes so yeah that that's smart i'm i'm like old school and recruiting duty they had us writing in planners and stuff like that so um that's if i don't write it down i i'll forget it yeah i've uh, uh... Yeah, usually when I when I'm if I'm like doom scrolling and I find that song, like I just I bookmark the entire so I can go back and watch the video because that'll remind me what I wanted to do uh, and mix it with that song. Yeah, uh, but there's a project I have in my head that popped up over the last couple of days that I've been like obsessing over and I'm working on the background stuff for it right now. But I written, I went down and I wrote down every idea that I had because it was so, it's a very unique thing and it's a targeted thing. And so I had to like, while it was fresh in my head, because I knew if I like got on a plane, got here and then tried to work on it, I'd forget half the stuff I was trying to do. And then I just probably wouldn't want to do the project anymore because it just didn't, it didn't feel as right mm -hmm. anymore because I lost all the, the good momentum that I had. So yeah, there's a piece of paper like with scribbles sitting on my couch right now of like eight ideas that, that are all going to go into this one video. Yeah. I I did one one time where um, uh, it was a binge sevenfolds critical acclaim and it's so critical acclaim has got a slow part to it. And I was on a joiner and I was on the joiner at the Courtney Woodshop, this it's big, like 16-inch joiner, and everybody made comments about it. Um, that and the bandsaw, but it's it goes on the slow part, and then on the fast part, whenever it starts into the drums and the guitar, I sped it up and I put a lot of like blur and stuff in it. That way, it just looks super fast. Mm -hmm. And then they've got these like guitar riffs where um, they. Um, it really like hits at a certain point and I started flashing um, the hammers that I was making in the videos in there, but it's only like a, like a 0.3 of a second. Um, and then it goes back to that like drum and, and other guitar. Um, but it would do that for like five more seconds and then it would do another one and I'd, I'd flash it. And that was a really popular post that I did. Um, but it took, forever to edit it was and i was sitting on my phone like okay um that one i had to edit in final cut i couldn't do that one in instagram 
Um, so do you yeah, a lot of your editing in Instagram? Uh, uh, yeah, I do a lot in Instagram. Um, there's some things that I'll do in Final Cut. Um, typically, if I want to enhance a, a post, I will edit it in Instagram and get it synced to my audio or get it into like little clips or something and then export it and then I'll throw it over to my MacBook and I'll do whatever edits that I have. And as long as you don't shrink it, you know, you're, you're in with your audio. Um, but there was one of the posts that, um, for the flags that I wanted to add some stuff in and I cut it in specific portions to where I could like zoom out, zoom in, um, and then cut real quick. But um, just stuff, Instagram's got a pretty powerful editor, but um, Final Cut definitely helps me out sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I do some stuff in in the real, but it's lacking so many other things. But I heard that they hide your stuff if you don't use the app, and I don't know how true that is. Um, I think, I think it's a little hit or miss. I I've had stuff. Um, which, which I don't know if the if the fundraiser posts I can really count because those seem to do better regardless because it's obviously attached to a fundraiser and more people want to comment on it or people go to it and donate to the fundraiser. Um, so those posts, like the initial fundraiser post that that I posted, it's mm -hmm. still gaining views. It's still getting likes. Um, it's slow, slowly, but surely, but, um, and I've never, never had reels like that. So, um, but there's a lot of those that I did in final cut, but some of the other ones that I've done that that's not tied to it is definitely suffered. Cause I don't think I did it. You know, I didn't do it in Instagram. Uh, um, but I mean, any post can flop like any. Any post can go viral. Um, my my most viral Pinterest post is a video from Snapchat that my buddy recorded. It's like 4.5 4 million views. And it's literally just me putting some some uh, um, burn marks, you know, in, into uh, the American flag to uh, expose the grain a little bit more. Is it like a quick video and that's it? Yeah. It's like a little quick 32 story. seconds. No editing, no nothing. I didn't even think Pinterest was used that way. I always just thought it was for like, you know, like a sticky note. Pinterest is um, Pinterest is primarily used for um, inspiration. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that video just kind of like what he moved around. And I think it just shows because in, in the video, right before the video, I'm telling him how I do the stripe and then I'll be and then I was like oh I go go back right here because there's a little bit more that I can see um but I told him that and then he recorded it and and I think that's what it is it's just people learn from that from that one. Oh, oh dang Dylan's over here got the jokes so 
uh, we're about to the halfway mark. Uh, just a reminder to everybody, if you guys have questions, to make sure to put them down here in the question box, and we'll hit those up at the end. But just a little taste. Jeff from Maker's Way asked, John, why do they call you the, quote, Dollar General Maker's Way? <laughs> oh, I see. He's he's uh he's forgot he's forgot the name that he dubbed me because he dubbed me that the the Dollar General Jeff. Um, there's a lot of people that thought we looked <laughs> very similar at WorkbenchCon. <laughs> um, I mean, which we're both short, um, both have sleeve tattoos. Um, I mean, I guess. Are we both country? I don't know. I, we we have different accents, but maybe it's you guys got the same charismatic energy. Yeah, we did have we did have a lot of energy. Um, <laughs> that, that's that's my brother right there. But he's got he's got the neck tat. So so I was calling him Penitentiary John. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, we miss you, man. I haven't seen you forever. Uh. Uh, well, it looks like you've managed to keep your your blue check mark. It looks like Jeff lost his also. So, yeah, I, I was uh, I'm so disappointed when it went away. <laughs> that that extra underscore. <laughs> um. So you mentioned WorkbenchCon, and you mentioned Pinterest, and you actually you taught at one of like the like the expert tables about Pinterest. How did you get into that and you know, what's kind of the rundown on Pinterest? Because I don't think many people think of, you know, where can I grow my social media following and, and my sales? And I don't think many people think Pinterest. Um, I got into WorkbenchCon. Um, they, they hosted their little um, Google form of submit, you know, submit your idea. And, um, and you can become a speaker. And I filled it out and was like, there's no shot that I'm, I'm going to, you know, going to be a speaker. They're not going to select me. And then one day I was walking around Home Depot and I got the email and literally, you know, walked around Home Depot for like an hour. Like, oh my God, is this happening? I was trying to respond, you know, and then, and then I walked out and, and forgot what I went there for and then had to come back. Um, but yeah, I just, I just pitched on the idea and they wanted to do the expert desk. I pitched it to them again this year to do an actual class mm -hmm. of a full class. Mm -hmm. um, Cause there was, I think there was like 12 people that came by, which were, which were mostly my friends. Um, but there, there was a uh, people that came by and I think there's a lot of stuff that people don't realize Pinterest enables you to do. Um, it's like you can link your like actual post or like your actual product in the actual post and it'll pop up just like it's like on my screen right here. It'll pop up like, like my finger and say, Hey, do you want to buy this? And a lot of stuff that I do with it is not even like for the product that I'm making. If the product's already sold, but it's a cutting board or a charcuterie board. I, I made these little um, charcuterie board care cards mm -hmm. that you can fill out for woodworkers. And it's literally 90% of the information is filled out and they just go into Canva 
and plug their logo and stuff in and, and it takes them like five minutes and they can print these out. Um, that's mainly what I flash up on mine is those little care cards. And that's my number one seller on Etsy. It's like, I think I've got like 113 sales and I think 105 are those stupid things. Like, um, but it's just something that I'm not banking on, you know, selling any of them, but I made that template and then I never have to fool with it again. And when someone buys it off Etsy, they just digital downloads and, you know, if they like it, then they review it. Unless they don't have Canva and then they leave me a negative review and I can't get Etsy to take that down. He wanted me to do extra work. Yeah. It was like, in the review, it was like, she even said it was her fault. <laughs> and Etsy was like, sorry, everyone's entitled to their opinion about the product product and i was like she said she was in a hurry it was her fault yeah can't please everybody though yeah true story no uh i think we had one let me double check we have one more question <laughs> from paul uh when will we get the character red pigment from eye candy oh um I need to uh, I need to talk to Jeff. Um, Jeff just did a live um, for the board. He bought a board from me. Um, from it was like one of the red boards, and I need to talk to him because I, I would really want to see if we can develop a um, ultra shift pigment. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I don't even know the science behind that stuff because honestly, it just it it amazes me every time I'm looking at the ultra shift stuff because it's it it's a wild shift and and video doesn't even do it justice um, with some of that like purple to like, like a blue um, but they do a lot of that stuff with their um, what is it um, their car. They started out as a car paint and, and company and they were painting cars over in Okinawa. And that's how, that's how I, I found them. And then I talked to Jeff one night and he was like, yeah, we're from, you know, Okinawa, but uh, I need to, I need to talk to him because I'd love to do like a red color shift. Um, you know, if, if they could do red and black or something like that, because everybody knows I've got this like red and black thing going on. I'd buy it. Yeah, I've, right. never looked, I've never looked at this pigment, but I now am in the process of ordering some. So thanks. Thanks for that. The Ultra Shift? Yeah. Use, um, use code uh, character red and you can get 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> you should have that pinned at the bottom for guests when they have an affiliate code. Have it at the bottom as a courtesy to um, guests. Can you pin stuff like that? I think the administrator of the um, the account I, can. I'll just I'll just yeah I think you can a piece of paper the whole yeah. time. <laughs> it, it, should, it, uh, it, it should be easy. If, if people want to um, want a link, they can go to my profile on the link tree, and it'll take it right right to the to the eye candy thing. But I mean that ultra shift stuff is is pretty expensive. I'm like especially if you're 
looking at like 40 grams or 20 grams. I think, I yeah, think the, they might only sell it in 20 gram. Yeah, it's like the 25 and the 50 grams. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like $140 or something like that. It's Ooh. it's literally like $12 a gram. You know, it's, it's, 40 it, bucks it's for like five grams. Yeah, 40 bucks for five grams, but... I bought all my ultra ships. I bought just one gram packets and made those boards that I made for that craft show. And as soon as I poured them, I was like, damn it, Jeff. Like, cause I mean, it's just like every way you look at it with the light catch in it is, um, is something different in it. And it, um, I poured a, like a regular color after that and was like no this this ain't it <laughs> do you like do you like alcohol trash. dyes or do you prefer pigments the what do you like alcohol dyes or do you just prefer pigment uh, um i prefer pigment but um i have used the what's the the little uh alcohol inks or the um uh mixol 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've used mix all the the workbench con flag that me and Dylan did Dylan and I um that was mix all. Yeah, I've never I've never tried those. Yeah, um, I got these at um Haven last year from Total Boat. Okay. Yeah. Um I would imagine that those would be kind of um more like do you ever see Sam's stuff? That she did with the block box and stuff? No. Oh, Sam. Wooly Petals. Her, like, stacking blocks and stuff? Those are super cute. Yeah, I would assume that's that's more of what it would be like, the colors and stuff. Um, But I've never played with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I bought uh, bought a few of those colors uh, probably maybe, like, a year, almost two years ago. They were on, like, a whatever, or like a random holiday sale. So I went and got like a, like a, I think probably like the one gram packet uh, when they were like on super duper sale. So, um, uh, all? yeah. Uh, oh no. Uh, the, the eye candy mm-hmm. uh, color. There's a, uh, I'm doing my first clock build, uh, epoxy clock build. And I think I'm going to use that as a, as a top layer, just to add a color shift to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That'd be, That'd be cool. I I really don't like using the regular colors anymore after, after that. But it's just so expensive. Uh, you got to have somebody that wants the color and and really to, to be able to continue to pump stuff out with that stuff. But it's super cool. Yeah. Luckily, a little, little bit of it goes a long way. But you know, if you want that, you want that deep, deep impact. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get a lot of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I still don't understand the science of how much pigment uh, to use. So I just dump it in and hope it all works out. Oh, Jess Crow would say just a little bit at a time, little bits. I don't, uh, don't do epoxy very often, so. Well, yeah, I do. You, you can't subscribe by my my philosophy. I I do a lot of math in the Marine Corps and in the computer work, so a lot of my woodworking is just like i don't i don't weigh out my epoxy i don't you know i just say screw it throw my pigment in 
I don't okay. measure the pigment, but I have recently started weighing out my epoxy because I went through a streak of like four boards where I mixed the wrong balance like every single time. And then my last one was exactly the right amount, but I think I put in too much liquid dye and it threw it off again. And now I just, I measure everything with epoxy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, um, which is strange because I'm like super crazy about the wood, like in measuring wood before I cut it and, and stuff like that. Like um, I messed up one of the cuts or two of the cuts with Dylan on our, um, on the flag bases and everything. And like, I knew it as soon as I cut it. And, but I was like, one of the rare times when I didn't, you know, like just double check it. Um, I think that's what takes me the longest is I'm not constantly double checking it, but epoxy, like the, the more expensive stuff, I'm just like, throw some pigment in and start mixing it. And uh, I, luckily it's, it works out for me most of the time. Someone, someone asked, do y'all measure the wood based on weight or always by volume? Um, I typically measure it by the girth. <laughs> <laughs> it is almost midnight. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, um, I don't know. Oh, epoxy. Yeah. Not wood. Epoxy. Yeah. yeah I, I, I assume. Yeah. Uh, I do. do uh, I, I, I've done it both ways. Uh, when you do it by uh, weight, there's like a different ratio, like 100% to like a 83% kind of weight ratio. Uh, so I, I just stopped doing that because I, I hated doing math. Uh, and I just did it with the, I just do it by volume. So if it's a two to one, I just look at the lines. So I get my two to one, mix them together. And I haven't had anything, uh, I haven't had anything intentionally mess up. Uh, so my volumes have always mixed right. The only problem I've had was if I left it in the container too long and then it exothermed on me. But otherwise, it was mixed properly. Yeah, I did Wait. Do the same thing, lines. If you do it by weight, you have to do more math. I've literally, I've got a one-to-one -one and I'm literally just making sure that I just double it. Yeah, for the one, yeah, for the one-to-ones, that's it. But if you do the oh, two- Oh, my God. Yeah, the two to ones have, uh, for most of them I've seen, it's like a different ratio. So like 100% of one is really like 100% of the uh, resin and it's like 83% of the hardener, like, because they're, you know, it, one's thicker than the other. So like I said, I just, I just stopped doing that and just did yeah. straight. One's, one's more dense. Yeah. So I just did a straight two to one and I haven't had any problems with it. Yeah. Or, or, um. There's a, um, I w there's a epoxy that I use, FloorGuard products, their stuff, but that stuff is like liquid, like it's like water, both the hardener and the, and the resin. Um, but I, I'm moving more towards just getting like a three gallon kit and mixing it, <laughs> mixing it in a five gallon bucket and then kind of, you know, dipping it all that or something i don't know but i'm just tired of mixing tons and tons of epoxy in like small little batches yeah 
in like the cups that gets real annoying yeah they have that pumping system total boat carries i've i've been looking at that and i'm they they've almost got me convinced that the $400 for a pump system would be worth it just to not have to do any of the math Ask anymore. Derek from um, Malden because he has it and he's been using it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. thing looks pretty good. And then there's a couple other companies that they also have a uh, pump system. But yeah, I would love if they just had like a like a one-hitter epoxy kit where if like a small pour <laughs> it's literally pre-measured you just like drop out, out of the syringe and it gives you like you know a half a cup or a cup worth of like epoxy you just go like yeah i do a lot of crafters epoxy mm, yeah they're um for like little stuff i don't have it in here anymore but i had this like paddle and and there was like a little a little knot once i was sanding it and um, i've got this 30 minute like if you go to hobby lobby the 30 minute crafter epoxy it'll say slow cure time or whatever mm -hmm. it was a 30 minutes and it, it cracks me up because crafters you know yeah so i'm over here waiting three days three to five days and they're they're over here with their 30 minute slow cure um but then i i just mix it up and throw throw whatever pigment in it and just kind of take my little um stick that they give you and just smear it on in there and i've seen the same results as because i've i've been pouring like little five little of those little bitty cups or whatever and and trying to do that and i was like man i'm tired of this <laughs> so i just mix it up on cardboard there you go so, so you, uh, go ahead come on uh, i was just checking to see if we had any other questions uh, yeah, I was gonna say we're getting down to the last couple minutes. We got about six minutes left. So, uh, John, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about. You know, you have a lot of your content based on um, on a charity that I wanted to give you a chance to to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, so, Dylan um, Sandman, he's down in the and and uh the audience um him and i we collaborated we started doing these lives shortly after i moved back to america and um if you guys don't know um we're both marines and for a long time i struggled with um ptsd depression and and stuff like that so um it stop soldier suicide is something that is near and dear to my heart and and dylan's um because like you know i've been down in that very dark place and um fortunately um the man upstairs brought me out of that um and i think the reason why he did um is for this um and to help veterans so i'm going to be a veteran myself here very soon I want to eventually make a maker space, which is the reason why I'm looking at the barn dominium and trying to get as much space for the shop as, as possible. But, um, I want to share with vets, you know, the therapeutic qualities of woodworking and, um, teach them how to do something. And, um, you know, eventually I want to move, um, 
I want to move into getting um, sponsors to sponsor vets to come in. And this was the first step was just me and Dylan coming together, making these flags. We made one flag for each month. Um, anybody that donates throughout the month gets entered. Um, $5 gets you one entry. Um, you know, just kind of give give back to people for donating out of the kindness of their hearts. That's pretty cool. And uh, thank you. Um, and uh, the lumber was donated. Um, every flag has the lumber store and mine and Dylan's logo on it. The only one that was different was the WorkbenchCon flag that um, that went out to, I think, Steph. Dylan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Stephanie. Um, but uh, we do a, a drawing every single month, and um, I'm getting ready to send another another one off um, for the May one um, here probably tomorrow. I'm, I'm making a uh, making a UPS run. That's pretty. But yeah, um, yeah. So you know, we we've got it on on our Instagrams. Um, people can donate directly to that fundraiser on Instagram. And that way there's no exchanging of funds. Um, Meta or Facebook group, whatever they're calling themselves now, they hold those funds until the fundraiser is over. So there's no like, I get money or anything like that. It goes straight to, they don't even cut a fee. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Meta doesn't take a fee or anything like that. It goes straight to the charity as long as it's a recognized That's charity. Pretty cool. Yeah, so it goes straight straight to who you want it to go to. Um, so there's no doubt that. I mean, I think we're we're at like six thousand one hundred and some, like sixty one hundred dollars um, so far, and and it's um, this community never ceases to amaze me. Um, I know, like me and Dylan's talked about it a lot. Um, I didn't even know if it was going to be if there was going to be six hundred dollars donated to that thing um I, we just set it at a lofty goal and um you know once i said it i donated to it myself put my money where my mouth is and um and then the woodworking communities took over and done the rest um and you know i just i hope that it, we can change one person's life um to make them stay around and uh, you know possibly come and learn learn something it's and, fantastic uh, yeah, that's amazing that's great to hear that story i didn't realize all that yeah it's um i mean i don't i don't really talk about um well i mean i've, I've started talking about my stuff a little bit more um but i i used to be very reserved very like you know, therapies for weak people and this and that. And, um, you know, I couldn't be farther from the truth. Couldn't be farther from the truth. I go and see a therapist two, every two weeks. And it is, it is by far like it, you know, helps me out immensely. And um, I think that's just, you know, like military culture and even men just in general in America. You know, yeah. we're, we're not meant to show emotion or, or, we're groomed to not um, 
that's that's weakness and um you know that's the reason why you know things happen and you're like oh i never knew that guy was going through anything yeah it's because he's been groomed his whole life not to talk about it to not show any emotion and stuff like that so um you know the more we can raise awareness and make it a normal thing maybe uh maybe 44 vets a day won't be uh, taking their own lives after they return from combat. Yeah. So just to recap, if people want to get involved with that, the links are on your um, Instagram, um, Instagram, Dylan's Instagram. Um, you can share it. You can also, if you go to it, you can support it and it will go onto your profile and it'll, um, you won't be able to see who donates to it or anything like that, but you, you'll be able to see it on your profile and track the numbers as it goes up. Um, we started out with a $5,000 goal. We upped it to 7,500 because um, we, I mean, we were gonna do a new charity like every quarter or something like that, but um, we, we kind of settled on, on stop soldier suicide for the first half of the year to see how that went. Yeah. And then, um, assess from there that's so. pretty cool thank you guys well, that's awesome uh we are coming up and past the hour so uh i guess let's do we have any final questions katrina you have anything um are you going going to make our camp i don't know i don't know yet so um i, re I requested my retirement date to be 30 september it's got to be on the last day of the month for the program that I'm um, submitting for. So if it gets approved, it'll probably be a, a hard, um, hard thing to swing. If it gets denied, it'll probably be a hard thing to swing, but I'm not saying no, cause yeah. I really want to, I really want to go. Yeah. I, I really want to be at as many events as I can, but um, well, I'm just kind of feeling it out. Yeah. I hope to see you there. It'd be, it'd be awesome to see you guys again. Uh, Kamani, what you got? Uh, no, I don't, I don't have a question. Uh, I just want to say uh, thanks, John, for uh, the, the work you're putting into the charity, uh, the work you're putting into supporting the maker community and the other makers, um, and those uh, sweet, sweet dance moves you put out on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Those dance moves are like a core memory of mine. Yeah, from I'm, I'm the workbench con. I'm I'm never gonna never gonna live those down. I was I, I, am so, I was just talking so to Christy the other day, and uh, she's like, "Hey, what's up, Dance King?" I was like, <laughs> you didn't even stop when you were in line getting drinks. I yeah, I had a little too much drinky drinky. <laughs> Well, all right. So let's, you know, let's wrap it up. Um, thanks, John, for coming on. It was, it was great. It was great hearing about you and, and the charity and, you know, kind of how you've gotten here. So uh, one way that TJ has taught me to wrap these things up, and I like it, is uh, if you had to share some inspiring words to inspire everybody to go out and, uh, and work out in their shop and make something, uh, what would you tell them? go um just because people cannot see your vision 
doesn't mean it's not, not going to come true. Um, invest now and um, three to five years down the road, you will see it pay off. Um, I'm speaking from someone that's about three to five years into this journey. Um, yeah, five years into this journey and uh, three solid years on Instagram. Um, so if you put in the work, it'll, uh, it'll happen. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to uh, have a good personality. <laughs> and there you have it. Have a great personality. Uh, so let's wrap it up. Thanks everybody for joining. Hope you guys all have a great night. Make sure you go follow John at character red workshop. Uh, if you click the little, little button up here, there's a little arrow and you can follow everybody that's on uh, right now uh, until in the next like 13 seconds when I end it. So be quick. So good night, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks guys for having me. Thanks. John. Bye. Bye. No, you hang up first. I was going to say, how do I hang this thing up?